Greetings, everybody. This is a Travel Addict podcast where you can hear candid stories and discussions about business and adventure travel from around the world with activities such as trekking, diving, camping, driving, cruising, and just plain chilling out somewhere. We talk about lots of experiences in places all over the world, including the grand, the remote, the edgy, the risque, and ones of questionable merit. Education, fulfillment, and wonder enrich our lives. And of all the books in the world, the best stories are found between the pages of a passport. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. Malcolm Teasdale here, the travel addict. Now, recently, I've done a couple of podcasts, my top 10 of a couple of things. Back probably two or three weeks ago, I did my top 10 most sacred places on the planet. And recently, more recently, I did my top 10 list of places where I have enjoyed the wonders of Mother Nature the best. All spectacular to me. Loved it very much. Well, that seemed to have gone down quite well with the general public. So today I decided to do one more. Maybe there'll be a fourth one. I don't know yet, but my top 10 today is about islands. Yeah, my top 10 islands in the world. I have some near misses as well. Actually, let me do the near misses first. Why don't I do that? Keep your suspense for a few minutes. Now, a close one to the top 10 is the island of Guernsey, which is part of the Channel Islands situated between England and France. It's quite nice, actually, sort of laid back, but it's got the usual stuff you find in the English countryside or worst countryside, pubs, nice guest houses, hotels, easy to walk around, and it's just a nice vibe there. Another close shave would be the island of Borneo. Now, Borneo is actually the world's third largest island. It has fantastic rainforest there, so one year few years ago i went trekking through the rain forests of borneo has various animals there but also has the world's largest plant which is the rafflesia if you're lucky you get to see one of these don't touch it though because you'll kill it yeah very delicate it is but it weighs about 20 pounds now that's pretty heavy for a flower (laughs) it's also home to asia's uh, with the exception of Nepal, I should say, Southeast Asia's uh, tallest mountain, Mount Kinabalu. A lot to do there. Great place and some beautiful islands south of Borneo as well. Smaller ones where you can go diving. But flying to Kota Kinabalu and uh, spend a few days there is actually a cool place to visit. Another cliche will be Banwa Levu, which is one of the islands of Fiji. I say it's a main island. I've been to both main islands. That's Vanua Levu and Vitu Levu. I was working on Vitu, but I went for a few days vacation in Vanua Levu. You fly over there into the little village called Sabu Savu on a very small plane. Now, I was fortunate enough to stay there at the Jean-Michel Cousteau Resort. Eco Resort, by the way. You may remember that name. Uh, very adventurous sea guy or diving and that's exactly what i did there the train be- below the water is quite fantastic it's like a mountain road anyway it's a great place to chill out have your own beret which is a hut and enjoy the vibe there 
Would I go back? Yeah, I wouldn't mind going back there one day. Now, the fourth near miss, I'm surprised this isn't in the top ten, but it's Bora Bora, part of the French Polynesian Islands. Beautiful places, beautiful islands down there, including Tahiti, of course, Wahini, and uh, Bora Bora, and uh, Maria. So they're all great, and uh, Bora Bora is probably the most spectacular one, spectacular scenery and peaceful, and uh, lagoons there are unbelievable, beautiful. Okay, let's get to the top ten. First one up is the Isle of Wight. Yeah, Isle of Wight. Now, that surprises a few of you, didn't it? But I like the Isle of Wight. It's the southern part of England. So if you drove directly to the southern tip of England, sort of halfway between east and west coast, you'll hit a town called Southampton, or it could be Portsmouth, and you get a ferry, take your car, by the way, over to the Isle of Wight. Typically, the ferry stops at the little town of Cowes. You rent a car there, by the way. It's easy to drive around. Main towns are Shanklin and Sandown. But the countryside is lovely there. Great places to stay, lovely bed and breakfast, small boutique hotels on the coast. Very easy and delightful to walk around the town centres. But So what you can do is hang around on the beach all day. The beaches aren't the best in the world, but that doesn't matter. The vibe is excellent. And then just drive around the island. Yeah, you can drive around the island in the day. It's, it's quite peaceful. As I said, nice countryside. So that comes in the top ten. I'm not saying it's number one. There's no specific order here. Next up is the island of Palau. Now, this is famous for scuba diving, which is one of the reasons I selected it. Is it easy to get to? A bit of a challenge. Uh, The way I got there was I got to Manila in the Philippines and took a late evening flight to the island of Palau. It's actually a United Airlines flight, to be honest with you. It's about three and a half hours flight from Manila to Palau. And it got there about, I think, 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, but that's all right. There's normal business for the island. Then I got a taxi to my hotel and stayed in the town centre. And it's, it's quite different. Nice town centre, but the diving there and the landscape is beautiful. It's unspoiled. Palau is also famous for the dive site uh, Blue Corner. Now, my first experience there was, first time I went diving, they gave me a hook. A reef hook. You don't actually hook it onto a reef, but you hook it onto a rock. Just dive with it. So we dived down to about 50 feet at Blue Corner, and we hooked it onto a rock, and we waited for the show. Yep, it's probably one of the few places you could be surrounded by hundreds of sharks at the same time. It's probably scary for a lot of people, but I, my adrenaline was so high at the time, I just loved it. Of course, I got a video of that as well. So Blue Corner and Palau. But there's lots of other great dive sites there, cave diving, uh, the water is crystal clear in colour, and the drive out on the boat to these sites is just lovely. Beautiful place. And a lot of ethnic uh, food restaurants there as well, so it's good. Next one up is Rangali. Now, Rangali is, surprised many of you, but it's in the middle of the Maldives. So if you go to the Maldives, you fly into the island of Mali, then you'll probably get a small flight to one of the islands. Now, uh, Rangali is where the hotel, the Conrad Maldives, is. And uh, it covers much of the island, by the way, but it's a luxurious resort. The beaches are superb, and it also boasts having the world's first undersea residence, uh, the Maraca. 
and an undersea restaurant as well. So yeah, you can be in this restaurant having dinner one night. It ain't cheap, by the way, and have swim- uh, fish swimming all above you, right? You can watch the show. <laughs> Delightful. But Lagoon is fantastic, and the customer service there is obviously first class. Uh, Conrad is part of the, the uh, Hilton chain, I believe. So uh, anyway, but there's a lot of islands like Maldives, but that's got to be up there based on the peacefulness and the beautiful scenery and the color of the water and the sky. Unbelievable. Next up, and if I had to pick number one, this would be it, is the island of Phuket off the west coast of Thailand. And it has everything, especially down the western side. Beautiful beaches, which uh, board up to the Andaman Sea. And but all around the island, south part, the eastern side as well. Beautiful beaches, but they've got these towns which are sort of uh, strange. They've got their own personality. But if you want nightlife, it's there in Patong Beach. It's wild, by the way. Very wild. Um, but I think I prefer the uh, quieter places, but there's beautiful beaches there. There's Kata Beach, there's Karon Beach, uh, there's Nanakoi Beach, there's Freedom Beach, there's Rawai. There's a ton of places, and they have hotels there which are very luxurious, but they have a budget hotel as well. So you can spend several hundred dollars on a hotel or spend $24 in a hotel that's actually in Patong. It's like a British pub, actually, but you can stay there, but the rooms are great, you know. And uh, But Phuket has everything to keep you busy. Diving, but the golf courses there are just wonderful. There's several of them. And uh, some of them have been played by golf players that you know. I played a golf course one day. There's a plaque on the wall. Um, Tiger Woods got one of the highest rounds there way back when. So there's a lot to do there if you're into scuba diving. Perfect. So nightlife, scuba diving, beaches, golf. And if you do go golfing, you'll be given um, a caddy as well, female who drives a cart for you and advises you on shots and polishes your ball when it's on the green. All kinds of good stuff. You just like just like it. Great personality. But the Thai people are very welcoming. Now, to a smaller scale, there's the next one, Koh Samui, which is on the eastern side. And there's Che Wang Beach, which is beautiful. You can walk up and down the beach all day long. There's small resorts. There's medium-sized resorts. But there's a bit of nightlife. It's not too wild, not too wild. It's like Bangkok or uh, Patong Beach, like I mentioned. Uh, but you can actually rent an Airbnb and uh, stay in a house on the beach for a couple of weeks. And it's very reasonably priced. Yeah, easy to get to. Bangkok Airways flies there from Bangkok. It's cheap, about an hour or two's flight. It's a beautiful island, just like Phuket on a smaller scale. Now, next up, in Indonesia, it's the island of Bali. Been there twice. What I enjoyed most about it is culturally rich. So you can see some local Balinese dancing. You can enjoy the landscape, rice fields. It's just beautiful you can go to the town of Ubud, which is home of the King's Palace. It does have a bit of a wild side around uh, the main beach there, um, but it, it's uh, if you go up and uh, north of the big city, a big town, uh, you can stay at Semenyak Beach or Ligian Beach. I stayed in the Oberoi Hotel there, which is just beautiful. I stayed in my own hut. There was a bit of an earthquake while I was there, but 
nothing major, of course, because it's in that ring of fire. I don't worry about that. Life is short. But, uh, yeah, Bali is beautiful. It's been on the news lately as it's a bit guilty of being overrun by too many tourists. So they've got to watch out there. But at the time I went, it was just perfect. Now, another island is Palawan. It's in the Philippines. It's about an hour's flight from Manila. Two places you need to go to. Puerto Princesa, which is sort of the south part of the island. It's a small, that's a small city, town, but you can stay in the center. It's got shopping. Just stay there for the general vibe. It's got a few nice places to eat out at night. A uh, bit of nightlife, um, live music. Filipinos are great musicians, by the way, the most underrated musicians on the planet. I digress. You could go to hotels around Asia or even the Middle East and there'd be an Asian band playing live. Chances are they're from the Philippines. Just a bit of information, even on cruise ships occasionally as well. Anyway, Puerto Princesa, great little town, and they have a great diving spot there. And uh, you'll see some strange fish underwater, I can tell you. You It's the first time I ever saw a frogfish. (laughs) So diving is good. On the north of the island is a place called El Nido, and a little island just north of that is called Coron. It's part of Palawan, basically. Beautiful spots, unspoiled by nature. Uh, quiet. El Nino's a bit popular these days, but they're beautiful places to go to. You can experience the landscape, mountains, just a snorkeling. Superb. And final, finally, my, my top ten is made up of the island of Atutaki. I pause there because you're probably thinking, you may have heard of the Cook Islands, huh? Yeah, main Cook Island is Rarotonga, but there's Atutaki. Now, after visiting Rarotonga, I went over to Atutaki, stayed there a week, stayed in an overwater bungalow. This is the world's best lagoon. It is fantastic. There's also one foot island you can go to, one foot, that's at, as in the end of your leg foot, if you know what I mean. One foot island, and you can walk around that, totally unsport, beautiful water, and I could spend all day just floating around in the water there. Unbelievable. So, yeah, Unsport is laid back and it's one of the, the most beautiful places on the planet. Well, anyway, folks, that makes up my top 10 islands in the world, plus a few close ones nearby. I could go on. Yes, I could have made it a top 20. Of course, I could have done, but I didn't. So, leave you with that thought. Check out all the places I mentioned. Google them. Go on TripAdvisor. Your interest may have been piqued by what I've said today. But anyway, that's it from me. That's it from the travel addict today. I will be back online before too long with another great guest. See you later. Bye. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, malcolmjteasdale.com for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe.